The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. You're listening to Matt Slick Live. It's a nice Friday. Oh, man. Fridays are good days, usually. <laughs> this one, past two days, have been exceedingly busy. And I mean, wow. So uh, I've dropped the ball on several things. It's just too much to do. But uh, hey, you know, just moving forward. Glad I got a lot to do. Hey, if you want to give me a call. All you got to do is dial 877 to do. You can give me a call, all right? And I want to hear from you. If you're new to the show, this is a uh, Christian apologetic show. I've been doing apologetics for a long time, and I enjoy it a great deal. And want to be able to continue to do it. So uh, we'll just see. Now... You know, yesterday, I was starting to read a little bit of a wacko mail, and trying to find it. It was awesome, because uh, what I'll do is uh, read wacko mail and, and you know, love and hate mail on Fridays sometimes with, uh, with stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, I could read some of that stuff, but, you know, anyway. Okay, hey, look, I want you to give me a call, okay, 877 2276. If you want to watch, you can uh, go to rumble.com and uh, forward slash Matt Slick Live. Uh, you can do that. And I've got to get the Discord server thing opened right now. But we've been, uh, I've been swamped. So I'm just still catching up with stuff. So if that sounds like something you want to do, you can watch. It's not a big deal. But what's really good is we have the people who join us in the text, who join us in the in the chat rooms. And we've made friendships, you know, some good friends we've made, and having never even met. Uh, so that's a, not that it's a good thing we haven't met, but it's a good thing we'd be able to, to uh, make, um, you know, some good, let's say just some good, uh, good friendships, all right? And you can participate in that. You can. All you got to do is uh, go to rumble.com forward slash uh, Matt Slick Live. All one word, Matt Slick Live. That's for radio. All right. So um, let's see. Had some conversations with some people today. Well, not with. Listening to some orientation uh, stuff on some schoolwork and some other things. And um, I found it interesting. Uh, I really did find it interesting. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of people, a lot of Christians um, are struggling with. Uh, even those who are trained, they're struggling with uh, critical thinking and um, logic and some other concepts and some stuff. And uh, you know, and I get it. I, I get it because they don't do what I do all the time. I'm not. I'm not better than them or anything. They got schedules. They got stuff they got to do. I just get to to do this a lot. And so it was kind of interesting to to hear some of the comments and some of the stuff people were talking about. It's all good stuff, but. Um, but yeah, there. You know, it, it's got me thinking. You know, one of the things I want to do is be able to train Christians, and I'm, ju- I just can't quite figure out how to do it efficiently, properly, so they can really learn. Uh, it's not easy to do. It's not easy to do, and um, 
I'm so, I, even now I'm thinking, how can I do this? You know, one of the things I want to do is build to do seminars where I can just teach and just say, here, do you need to do this and develop uh, coursework uh, for it as well. That's one thing I'd like to do. But uh, it just takes so much work and I got so much going on. So I don't know. But I want to find a way to communicate uh, truths, simple truths and deep truths, so that people can learn them, get exposed to them, teach them how to do things like outlining and how to get information. And, uh, oh, boy, there's a yawn. Excuse me. And uh, that kind of thing. Now, just so you know, for those who are, might be curious, I am trying to get into Clubhouse or slash Club Deck. They, uh, the powers that be, updated it, and I can't get it to work in my system anymore. It just uh, doesn't work, and I've tried all kinds of stuff. I know uh, some quick and slick things to do. Run as administrator, check various things, admin permissions, and uh, I can't get it to work. So I just want people to know that that's the problem. I, I'm not able to do it. Okay, so when I can, I will if and when it works. And also, if you are interested in listening, you can do it in uh, Discord. Now, that Discord's not very easy to work with. So I'm just telling you that right now. And I'm in the radio show uh, thing on, on the server. You can go to uh, carm.org forward slash social media, and you can um, you can find out what the, uh, what the URL is, all that kind of stuff. we got somebody oh, on, on hold yet. They're, it looks like they're already on the air. Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, oh, there we go. Now it's off. Let me finish up a couple things. We'll get to him. So I just want to let people know if you're listening, I am trying to uh, trying to get it to work. The uh, clubhouse thing. I'm going to be working on a couple things. Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll just see what happens. All right. Why don't you give me a call? 877-207-2276. And uh, I... Th- oh, I want... I don't know if we're having a problem or not because that caller came on and now it looks like on hold but nothing's showing up with it. So maybe, maybe Keith, if he's there, can type out what's going on and let me know. In the meanwhile, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to, you can email me radio questions and comments. All you got to do is uh, just address it to info at carm.org, C-A-R-M dot O-R-G. And... Uh, you can type in you know, the subject uh, CARM radio question or uh, CARM uh, radio question, radio comment, something like that. All right. Let's see if I can get to some of the... What is weird? What's going on with that? Okay, we lost a caller. Five open lines, 877-207-2276. All right, let me just get to some of the uh, radio questions. Um, I, oh, I already got to that one. And... Um, where did the CARM t-shirts, where can they be found? Well, uh, where is that, Charlie? Where are the CARM t-shirts? If you're, you're still doing that, let me know. And I'll tell them where it is. Not, you're not? Okay, he's not doing it right now. So uh, you have to put on hold for that. But we're going to be working on some stuff, trying to get some things going later. We'll, we'll figure it out if we can. So uh, it looks like we're having problems with the phones, I think. It looks like it to me. So I don't know. Maybe, uh, Charlie, you could call uh, the number just to see if we can get in. You can tell me what's going on and uh, try and test it. They might be having a problem with their system. If that's the case, that's just what it is. Uh, see, yesterday the Internet went out, so we had a cell phone, and three Mormon missionaries showed up. This is someone typing. Uh, when I was going back to talk with Matt, spent an hour with them. Good. That's in uh, the live chat there of Rumble. So uh, 
Okay, now it looks like we got it there. Let's uh, let's try this. Let's see if we can get on the air with Joseph from Utah. Joseph, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. Sorry, I, for some reason the call get, getting disconnected. But um, well, it happens. I know you helped me find a new. Yeah, I know I'm you sorry? helped me find a new church. And oh, I said okay, I know good. you helped me find a new church. I, I was wondering, do you have a set of criteria that I could give to somebody to help them find a new church? If I do find people who are you know, yes. wanting their church, but they're not anywhere near my near me, for example. Uh, yeah, um, there's an article that I wrote about this on CARM, what to look for in a church, or what things should we look for in a church. And so I'm looking at the article right now, and I listed out uh, several things. Uh, you should expect to find in a good church, uh, you know, doctrinal issues like the Bible is inspired, inerrant word of God, the final authority. There's only one God. The Trinity is taught. Uh, you know, Jesus is born of a Virgin Mary. Uh, salvation is by grace through faith, alone in Christ alone, not by anything like baptism or, or ceremonies. Okay, there are lots of things to avoid in um, in churches. So, because there are so many, so if they were to deny any of the essentials, then you know, just just flee. Also, a bad church will affirm women pastors and elders. And I can talk about that if anybody's interested. You might call me up and talk about that. That's fine. I remember and, hearing uh, you say something about not, that yesterday, too. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You, you or I said that yesterday. Well, I had missed the first part. You were, you said that yesterday about uh, about women being pastors in churches, and I was listening to that. I'm like, that's really cool to, to hear that. I mean, I hadn't, I hadn't heard that before, and I know you said that you would love to have someone call you on it and discuss yeah. it with you, and, you know, that would be a... A good one to listen to. Yeah, it's uh, it's a very important topic, and uh, the reason is is uh, when Adam and Eve were created, Adam was created first. He has the position of authority. When they both sinned, they're both hiding. But uh, the pre-incarnate Christ came to the man and said, "Where are you?" He didn't address her. He addressed Adam. This designates the issue of authority position that uh, Adam was in, and by default, we men are in as well. And so Paul says he doesn't allow women to teach or exercise authority, and he connects it with the issue of uh, Adam being first created. It's called primogeniture. And so this is critical. And why is it critical? Because the church needs strong men, not brutes but strong men who stand up for the truth and masculinity is under heavy attack and so because they're not doing their job women are stepping up to do their job of men we see this in transgenderism and we see it in trans uh, pastorism because the women are now taking the place of men thinking that they can do that, that, that same thing and it's false, they can't, they're not supposed to do that and like I said, I'll, I'll offer this again You know, I've been doing this for 20 years on radio uh, You know, that uh, anybody wants to debate me on it officially at your church, fly out, and it has to be on your church ground, whatever, or you can fly out here and do it here. I'll find a church, and uh, we'll debate it formally. It's got to be um, recorded, uh, you know, and, and we'll go through it. I've never had, not had a single offer, uh, a single person take me up on that offer. In uh, years and years and years, I've been offering this over the radio. So nevertheless, and here's another point, is that in my research, that uh, 80% of churches and denominations that adopt women pastors within two generations uh, start supporting homosexuality. 80%. I haven't done the research and updated it in a few years, 
but that's what I found. And I went to different websites. I looked at their views, their, their uh, denominational websites. I looked at their doctrinal statements and their history for denominations and when they started adopting homosexuality. And, you know, I did my research. It took me weeks to, to find this out. So that's that. Um, so here's another problem that is existing in some churches, and it's not heard about, not heard of very often. It's unbelievers uh, leading in worship. I knew of a church in San Diego where an unbeliever was being paid to play a musical instrument in the worship band because they, they considered it a form of, of ministry to that, that guy. And I just said, that that's sinful. You have an unbeliever helping to lead in the worship of the true living God, and you're paying him cash for that. I said, that's horrible. His position is not to be in worship of God. He doesn't even know God. It's a blasphemy. It's a, it's a mockery. I was really upset about that. But that's yeah. another thing. So uh, no unbelievers being paid uh, or, or participating in the lead, leading of worship of the true and living God. So another issue here is requiring baptism for salvation or being baptized in order to have your sins forgiven. And that is uh, a heresy. Uh, we are justified by faith alone in Christ alone. And I could talk quite a bit about baptism. Uh, a church that teaches full preterism is a problem. Full preterism says that Jesus returned in roughly 70 A.D., just forget that. That's that's bad. And usually associated with that is some form of legalism. Uh, then universalism. Everyone's going to be saved. If they teach that, get away. If they teach annihilationism, that when you don't, when you die, you see, stop existing, or you go into a state of soul sleep. There are deleterious ramifications theologically to that. And I can get into those other some some other time. Hey, we got a break coming up, and I got a few more to go through and talk about. So if you want to hold on, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. Yep. Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. All right, let's get back on the air with Joseph. Are you still there? I'm still here. All right, all right. So you want me to keep going and comment through some of these? So it- hmm? Uh, yeah, I definitely want you to. I uh, just want to make sure I got the right article. Is it the one that says, what churches do CARM recommend? No, it's what things should we look for article? in a church. I wrote it in uh, May of 2010. What so. things should we look for in a church? Okay. Mm-hmm. And I've got, uh, let's see, 14 things listed there that need to uh, watch out for in bad churches. Universalism, annihilationism, legalism, uh, which is the excessive application of the law of God to the Christian life, so that a person feels guilty all the time and uh, needs to go to the church for forgiveness or authority. Uh, also, the heresy of positive confession, the stuff taught by um, such false teachers as Kenneth Copeland and Joyce Meyer, things like that. And moralism. Just preaching morality for the sake of morality instead of for the sake of Christ and his crucifixion. There's all kinds of stuff. Uh, 
And I remember I went to one church, and I, I never would have thought of this as possible at a church, but it, it was uh, in that a church, I noticed after a while, it focused on itself. Uh, the, the staff was focusing on itself, on the, the, our church, this church, this one, this one, this one. And it really bothered me after a while. And then, of course, uh, if they teach anything like wokeness, you know, uh, critical race theory, socialism, LGBTQ, you know, the alphabet mob, you know, they promote this kind of idiocy. Um, to stay away from. I probably should expand this thing because I wrote it 13 years ago. Yeah. Well, like I said, I love the church that you found for me, but I do have people I want to be able to say, you, need, you know, you need to go back to church and say, look for when finding a church for yourself, you know. Sure. One of the things I recommend yeah, people do is Go to a website, the, the church website, and just see. The two things I look at are the staff. The staff is what I go to first. I don't know why, but I just do. If they've been pastors and elders, I know they're bad. And then uh, I go to the, uh, if they don't have them, then I go to the statement of faith, which takes more time to go through. And uh, no, I'll look for that. And then I look for, the third thing I'll do is look for related websites or recommended uh, books or any other websites to see if they, what they promote, and that that's also been been very helpful. Okay. All right. All right. You there. Fantastic. Thanks again, as always. I appreciate you, brother, and you have a great rest of your day and a great weekend ahead. You too, man. Appreciate it. All right. God bless. All right. God bless. Okay. Whew. All right. That was Joseph. And uh, let's get to Dion from Salt Lake City. Hey, Dion. Welcome. You're on the air. Hi, Matt. Um, I've Hi. got a question. It's not earth-shattering. <laughs> you know, it's not going to make or break anything. But <clears throat> I'm trying to memorize uh, Psalms 23. There's okay. a sentence in there. You prepare a table before me. Mm-hmm. What is... What what kind of picture are they trying to paint there? You prepare a table uh, be, and in the presence of my enemies. So a table was a place of fellowship and intimacy. So let's put a cultural context on what it meant by the table. So so uh, here we go. So imagine a table about uh, where well, you have to lay down on the ground. And there's cushions everywhere. The table is maybe six, eight, ten inches high. And or uh-huh. sometimes there is no literal table like we would think of a wood table, but sometimes it would just be a, a, a an area that where the food was put, and it might be up on a couple of pillows or it might be down the ground. And it, it was kind of common to do that. Now sometimes though they did often you know sit and eat as well at a regular table that we understand. But think about this issue of uh, the real way they would kind of eat because they didn't have all this money for all kinds of furniture. The average Joe would eat their food around the, on the ground. And it's not bad. It's just on the ground. Like when you're camping, you know, and you cross your legs, you sit down, and everyone's eating, you know, around the campfire, whatever. Okay, so imagine this uh, a table spread like that. And imagine that they had um, sometimes uh, something constructed for that purpose. And what they would do is have pillows, cushions, uh, and blankets around that table, and you would lean on your left elbow and eat with your right hand. And your feet would be away from the table. And 
so uh, they on this table they had a dish that usually was full of a stew kind of a, a thing, and they had bread, and they would the bread was like the nor that the uh, the fork and the spoon and the knife, except what they would do is take this bread usually flat and they would tear a piece off. So think of something kind of like a, a pizza crust that was not you know solid, but more uh, pull you pull it apart a little bit more, more doughy. And so yeah. they do that. They would then scoop, use it as a scoop to get into the sop, into the the stew, and they would create uh, in, in their bowl. They would put stuff in to create a sop, sop. What they is they would eat using that bread so this is the kind of thing all right so this is a place of intimacy and as well as vulnerability it means provision it means safety it means fellowship i prepare a table before me you you prepare that in the presence of my enemies that even in the midst of the enemies god will provide for you and he will provide a place for you to have rest and nourishment with others and this is okay, what's going on in, in that kind of a context. That's a nice okay. picture. So yeah. I, I, yeah, okay. Okay. And notice Thank what it says. Much. You've anointed my head with oil. That's the next thing. So yeah. remember, in, uh, in Luke 7, when the Pharisee asked Jesus to come into his house and eat with them, one of the complaints Jesus had was, you didn't anoint my head with oil because it was a custom. And maybe after the call, I'll go through that parable and explain it. A lot of what's going on huh. here, but uh, it's just part. It's part of the, and the anointing of my head with oil is an anointing because their hair would get greasy and get dirty, and you didn't have running water like we do, and showers and stuff. So they would often get a little ripe, and they'd be walking on the same paths that a lot of times animals would walk on, and so there'd be feces. So I'm not saying they're all filthy and everything. It's just that it the anointing. Might be a little more than that because the next one it says, "My cup run overflows." Mm-hmm. Yep. So with the part of the process to get of his eating, when chair clean, it, part, we right. still anoint to an extent. You know. Yeah, but this is mainly a cultural thing because when you'd come over to someone's house to eat with them, one of the customs was for them to anoint your head with oil, take a little bit of oil, and just put it on your. Oh. And that's all. Well, they have it's just to have their feet washed and their head washed. <laughs> well, sometimes, but uh, <laughs> okay. the servant's job was to wash the feet. And so, yeah. anyway, he says, "My cup overflows." Well, they would often have wine, a very diluted kind of wine, because water could go bad. So, if he oh. didn't have a well or a, a place of, of stream of live water, they would often use uh, diluted wine. Okay. There we go. Okay. There's a break. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. God bless. Bye-bye. Hey, folks, we have wide open lines. Why don't you give me a call? 877 We'll be right back. It's Matt Slick Live. Taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome back to the show. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. I want to say thanks to Deli Fry <laughs> uh, for the $10 rant um, in, in the Rumble. Really appreciate that. Every bit helps. We just want to say thank you very much. Uh, really do appreciate that. 
All right, we have nobody waiting, but if you want to give me a call, just dial 877-207-2276. All right, and uh, let's see, let's see, you know, I was thinking about doing this, um, is uh, doing some uh, hate mail. I'm going to resurrect some hate mail because I've kept some for a while and you know, I, I, I've gone over some hate mail 15, 20 years ago. I'm going to go over some stuff. I don't even know how old some of this stuff is, but check this out. Uh, I love this hate mail. And, and this is, you know, you know, good hate mail just doesn't get old, okay? And I'm already smiling. As a THD uh, graduate of Oxford University and recently binge watching dozens upon dozens of Netflix debates, one worse than the next, <laughs> this is Man, I'm cracking up. You know, I guess there's something really interesting. One is worse than the next, which means that of the dozens that he's wor- he's watched, somehow they were actually arranged from good to worst all the way through. Now, how did that happen? Each one was worse than the next, which means that as you go backward, they were getting better. But that means there has to be a sequence. I want to know how this guy found out that, you know, one was worse than the next. I don't know. Anyway, if it were in my my power, I'd have him arrested. (laughs) Wow. For impersonating a person in our Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm. Man, I sincerely hope this reaches you. Your arrogance and ignorance of the the Bible, (laughs) Bible, (laughs) oops, of the Bible's historicity is only surpassed by your sheer vandalism of God's word. (laughs) That is awesome. That I don't. That is so good. The sheer vandalism of God's word, man. That's awesome. So, uh, of course, he doesn't doesn't uh, tell me how I vandalize God's word, apparently. Uh, maybe I said something he doesn't like. Maybe he just got uppity about something because of the liberal place he came from. I don't know. You know. I don't know what it is. Anyway, he goes on. However, as much as I'd like to assign you a 1,000 battle batting average on being wrong on everything that can be wrong whilst being a complete and utter waste of time and space. <laughs> it is so good. Man. Oh. Like I said, Kent Hovind broke your streak. <laughs> wow. Man. When I did, uh, Kent Hovind, he's a great, uh, he's, he's a great, he's a great guy when it comes to creationism and, and evolution and stuff, but I, I debated him on Reformed Theology. It did not go well for him. He didn't know the topic very well. I'm not knocking the guy. He just was out of his league on this area. He hadn't studied up on it enough. There's a lot he didn't know. And then that's just what it is. I don't know all the stuff that he knows about evolution. Does it mean better or not better or not worse or whatever? It's just, it's just what it was. So uh, so I guess uh, I guess he likes the kids Hoven stuff. And since the topic was on Reformed theology, I'm assuming he hates Reformed theology. That's what I'm going to conclude. He says, congratulations. He, oh, he's worse than you. <laughs> wow. So I guess Ken Hovind's worse. See, he's got to read all this stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, do us all a favor. Shut up. You're scaring more people away from the body of Christ than you're attracting. Dr. Steve blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, uh, wow. I wish that guy would call me up and debate me on this stuff. I'd love to do that. But a uh, THD, you know, theological doctorate there. Oh, I enjoyed that. That that was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, You know, I needed that kind of respite. 
So there you go. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to Jason from Arizona. Jason, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. Um, since uh, faith is a gift, and this gift is not given unto all men, for all men have not faith. Two Thessalonians three two, and faith is granted to the elect. Thus, mm-hmm. it is called the faith of God's elect. Yes. And it's been granted unto us to believe. Mm-hmm. This so powerfully is showing me election and vessels of mercy versus vessels of wrath, because this gift is not granted unto all men. Your thoughts? That's correct. You're exactly correct. And Philippians one twenty nine says that God has granted that we believe. And has granted is the heirs passive indicative, which means it's past tense, and we receive the action. God does this to us. He grants that we have faith. And John six twenty nine says that that faith that God grants to us is in Christ. Jesus says this is the work of God, that you believe on him on whom he is in him, on whom he has sent. And then also Acts thirteen forty eight says that as many as had been appointed to eternal life believed. And we know that the ones who pointed to eternal life, the Greek word there is tassel, and it means to set in order. The way military generals would set ranks of individuals in order and put in places. And that's the word that's used. God is the one who's in control. God is the one who is the king. And if you go to Ephesians chapter 1, starting in verse 4, just as he chose us in him, before the foundation of the world. And I can go into that theology that's there in federal headship, representation, inter-Trinitarian communion, eternal covenant, the redemptive work, eternal sonship. It's all tied up in there. And so you're right. It's all all right there. Matt, um, about two nights ago, I really saw this in a deep way for the first time in my life that it's not, faith is not granted unto all men. It's to God's elect and I mm-hmm. got on my knees and I started weeping because I was almost trembling, realizing that I was understanding this depth of of uh, Romans 9 in a way I've never seen before. If God had not granted me to believe and given me this gift, I would have been damned. Mark sixteen sixteen, he that believeth not shall be damned. And I tell you what, no one... At, at a deep level until they understand this because it has taken my breath away almost in a trembling way to realize this gift of faith upon Jesus is not granted unto all men and it's very sobering to me and I'm just I'm just in awe Matt I don't know what to say but thank you <laughs> I agree with you and when the, I had the same revelation after studying God's word it was frightening what if God had not chosen me? There's a saying I heard from years ago from some pastor. I'm glad that God predestined me from the foundation of the world because if you look at me now, he wouldn't pick me. And I love that because uh, it, it confesses to our God our ignorance. And we don't have all the answers. But I like to tell people that, well, the more we preach, apparently the more people are elected. I don't know how all that works. But I do know that the preaching of the Word of God, the proclamation of the person of Christ, is the means by which God brings his elect into the world. And I'm not going to get into this Molinistic ideology, which I believe is false. 
but God has his ways. And uh, as I say to people, our job's in uh, not in production, it's in sales. We're to, um, to preach that gospel. But you're right. Well, in, does not in closing, it. Matt... In, in closing, Matt, I just want to say that um, provisionism and Arminianism is utterly destroyed forever. I will never, ever give any shred of truth to that doctrine ever again. You know, uh, I don't talk like this very often, but you're right. Arminianism doesn't work. Arminianism ultimately is heretical. It's not damnable, but it's man-centered, and it puts too much in the lap of, of humans, of people, and their sinfulness. And what you've discovered, and what I've discovered, and others have discovered, is the incredible sovereignty of God. And it should humble us, and terrify us, and comfort us. And that's just what it, it is. It, you know, what's so powerful, Matt, is it did all three for me when I got this two days ago. I was both trembling crying and and yet in a weird way still very joyful the combination of emotions i've never experienced before but it's just like worship is going to go to a whole nother level it ain't just singing a tune it's realizing he utterly saved me and there is no provisionism so i'll close right. with for those that. who don't Thank know you. Provisionism is the teaching, the idea that God provided a way for every individual. It's up to the individuals to make their uh, their choices. And um, yes, sir. Thank you for your work. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. And I am tickled that uh, that you've seen the truth of what God's sovereignty really is in Scripture. Most people reject it, and I can tell you right now, there are hundreds of people listening right now who are rejecting what you and I both affirm because they say that's not how God works but it is alright indeed indeed thank you alright man God bless alright hey folks if you want to give me a call all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276 we'll be right back Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. John from Raleigh, North Carolina. Welcome, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. So, phone tag. <laughs> oh, this is one minute, John? Yes. <laughs> John... Man, you know, you and I have been playing phone tag. I don't think I've played phone tag with so much, with one person so much as you lately. Yeah. That's what it is. But yeah, but yeah, uh, the past was week and a half. So go ahead. Yep. I, I was going to say, I, I, I got in the car and I saw that you were doing a wonderful email, which, you know, in the beginning, I could send you one. Because <laughs> I. It was probably talking to a Catholic, and I was like, "How can?" And, and I was doing discipleship at this time, so this is like a long time ago. Um, and I'm like, "Who's this guy telling people uh, that 
you know, they're heretical or, or whatnot. You know, the person's templed unto themselves. And, you know, I have my truth. You have your truth. You can modify my truth. I can modify your truth. Or we can reject it. And uh, you've changed me <laughs> to, to being more, uh, well, but definitely on the reform side of things. So I appreciate that. And then that goes with the last caller, you know, and, and you and him having such an epiphany. But for me, you know, from the beginning, I was just always a child of Christ. And I, I don't want to say I'm envious of, of that kind of a, of a revelation that you've had. Um, but sometimes, you know, you just get that feeling, uh, well, am I just playing along the waves or, or whatnot? But, and, and you've helped along the way on that too. Uh, people have to have their way to get the path. Yeah. You know, I've had a lot of people over the years, uh, tell me the basics same thing you know they, they've heard me and they say no way it's not true and then after a while they go oh, but it is that's what it says and uh, i don't take credit for that it's just just what it says you know mm -hmm. and so for some people it's revelatory and for others uh, they continue to resist and as the scripture says to kick against the goats and uh they don't want the sovereignty of god they want their own and and that's just what it is you know yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, like in my case, I mean, I, it wasn't that I wasn't, you know, I, I was just always, you know, I, I guess would be a, a trial of God. I didn't, I don't know how to put it. Um, you know, the, the reading scripture and the Bible have helped me understand that, I mean, uh, you know, being an engineer, um, I like the mechanics of it and, and how it all fits. And frankly, I don't see how people don't see it. But then again, you know, yeah. that's what he said. You know, I, I talk in parables uh, for that reason. Um, but I, the, the marvelous stuff that I love is how, you know, Christ is from, you know, pretty much. Uh, Genesis one one all the way through, and he appears, and and it's to, to me, it's just it's obvious. I don't see, you know, even how Jews don't get it this time, uh, uh, you know, in, in this time. Although you know all the crap that the Crusades have done and the prosecutions and whatnot, that does not go well with us. But we're not necessarily them. Uh, but I guess there's reasons to that as well. Oh. Yeah, yeah, there is. Um, but uh, before I forget, we need to talk tonight. Yeah. So, because okay, believe it or not, I got a, a break after the radio show up in about 40 minutes. So, yeah, okay. Perfect. But, uh, I will uh, give you a ring when I'm, I'm ready. But 40, 50 minutes? Yeah, at bottom of the hour. And because uh, after after the radio show, we do a lot of people don't know this, but we do an after show every day. After show, uh, yeah. Radio show, we talk for a half hour, and people uh, you know join in, and we just talk and go through some more stuff and issues, and it's a lot of fun. So if people are interested, they can do that. You know, they can join in. But yeah, okay, Sheesh. okay. All right, I'll uh, give you a ring. Okay, <laughs> thank good. you. 
All right, okay. man. God See bless. you then. Okay. God bless. Bye. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. Uh, we dropped him. We have nobody waiting. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. And we have nobody waiting, so I think I'm going to jump back into some hate mail. I like hate mail. Hate mail's fun. All right. Here's another one. Uh, if, oh, for those of you, if you're new, you got to understand something, that uh, I'm a little off. And uh, for some reason, I get a total kick out of um, out of hate mail i love hate mail i love when <laughs> i just do i'm cracking up already i love how they uh, they insult me so here's an example let's see um let's see we get to that right there because uh, there's an update to start it on something so make sure it doesn't don't lose this matt slick you're completely wrong and you completely make actual christians look bad uh, and you do more dr- more driving a wedge between people and Christianity than bringing people to true religion. I've heard a lot of your work, and you can do nothing but boast and berate your opponent. I think I read this one a, a couple weeks ago. Maybe it's just similar stuff that people say. I don't know. Uh, that's not what Jesus taught us to do. Uh, well, actually, he kind of did. Uh, he did. Well, let's move on to the next one, because I, I recognize that is, uh, it is a... Um, uh, Oh boy, look at that. Uh oh. <laughs> this is not good timing. It just did an update. So now I got to go through and do this. Oh man, oh man. Hey, if you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877 207 2276. And um, so the rest of this email, I'm going to read the rest of this. It says, Your Calvinistic view has warped your mind on Jesus' teaching. And it is ashamed more and more Christian influencers are becoming just like you driving people from God. Now, why? How do you know that drives people from God? What makes you think that's what, that's what does that? You know, that's one of the things I get. I don't like about some of these emails is people will will uh, they'll contact me and they complain, but they don't tell me what the problem is. They don't say what it is, and that's a problem. They they should they shouldn't do that. They should tell me what the issue is. I wish they would. You know, you are specifically wrong because. Well, okay, thank you very much. I appreciate that. But they don't even want to do that. Oh, you know, I'm just whining about it. But I wish they would. I wish they would um, let me know because I want to be able to comment about them. It's kind of a cheap shot, you know. People will do that. And um, uh, let's see. There we go. So, uh, if you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. I want to let you know that we do stay on the air by your support. Please consider supporting us. We do need, uh, you know, that, that support. Uh, we have, uh, we have, um, a lot of needs. We, like today, I had to pay for the, you know, the missionaries that we have over the world that we're supporting. And they, do work in the respective languages, and that's something worth supporting. And if you like what we what uh, happens here on on um, on the radio, then you know, praise God. All you got to do is, if you want, if you want to support, all you got to do is uh, just go to karm.org, uh, right? Karm.org and um, forward slash donate. That's what you got to do, and you can help out that way. All right. All right. All right. All right. Oh man. So, uh, yeah, my computer did an update on something. I'm trying to open up a certain file so I can get back into some more of the 
hate mail. Let's see if we got, and there's nothing right there. All my hate mail just disappeared. All my hate mail. <laughs> this is not good. I love hate mail. There's an update on something and it all disappeared. Maybe it'll download later. Maybe we'll find out. And look, all the love mail's gone. Oh my goodness. Look at that. Looks like everything's gone. Wow. Man. Well, we'll find out what happens. Hey, if you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. Let's get to Michael from North Carolina. Michael, welcome. You're on the air. Hi. Um, I was going to ask if you are you know, willing to uh, speak on the topic of like church as they merge, like if we have like, a small church and a big church and they merge, and you're... Um, and if we're in like a year of like the of the remnant of the church, small church. Uh, I'm sorry, joins a large church. What was that about it? What was just just the general topic of when churches have to go through a merge and and they become like a new church or they yeah. they uh, mm-hmm. they comes yeah. together for a new a new purpose because yeah. a certain church okay. is tiny and another church you know and they have needs and that kind of thing. Yeah, sometimes that's a good thing to do, you know. Uh I've heard of that happening uh, where the pastor gets old and there's no one really to fit in. Uh, maybe they don't have enough money to support a pastor, a new pastor. Uh, and then because uh, one thing or another, people can move away from an area. And there can be all kinds of factors that can cause a church to become uh, smaller. And sometimes they just join with another church. And the, like the smaller church's pastor, it will sometimes move on board into the larger person, church's pastor. And that's fine. As long as the, the motives are, are good. Uh, and mm-hmm. there's lots of good reasons for it, uh, you know. It, it, and so, it's not a problem theologically. It's not a problem to, to occur, to happen. Okay. Is there is there a certain um, scripture that comes to mind that that could in, encourage the church? In, in you mean uh, a small to a large, or just the b- body of Christ overall? Because we are to be the, the body of Christ. In their in their function. Well, you know, I was teaching on Romans eleven one through twelve. Was it last night? Two thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and um, th- one of the things that was there that I found encouragement in was uh, was how God keeps a remnant for Himself. Paul was talking about how Israel had missed the Messiah, and then he quotes Elijah who said that he alone is the one who um, is left. And God says, no, I've kept 7,000 for myself. And I find that to be encouraging. God is the one who's sovereign. God's the one in control. He opens the hearts of people. He keeps them. And sometimes in church merges uh, or not or whatever, that we need to be encouraged that God knows what he's doing and he's working through all kinds of our difficulties. It, it just all kinds of difficulties. He works through them. And he is sovereign through them, and that we are to trust him through it. I find encouragement in that out of Romans 11. That's where I, I was uh, teaching last night. And, you know, I, I appreciate that. I'll mark that, and I'll 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 be happy to meditate on that. I, I, I appreciate mm-hmm. your 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 words. Um, I'm I'm also praying about that topic on um, the year of the remnant, and are we in a year of of heading toward a remnant, and and, and yes, what does that kind of look like as well? 
Yeah. Yeah, well, in fact, uh, the, the Israel not cast away out of uh, Romans 11, 1 through 4. Um, and, but, but God, see, the first verse is, God has not rejected his people, has he? And he, you know, he goes on and he talks about a remnant, the remnant of the Jews and the remnant of the Gentiles. Those God keeps for himself. Okay? And we're out of time, right, well, but that, it's worth discussing more. Very encouraging. I, I, I appreciate you. Okay. All right, brother. Well, God bless. Call back on Monday, okay? we got to go. Hey, folks, we're out of here. May the Lord bless you. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. God bless. Another program powered by the Truth Network.